You Can Handle Anything, episode number 268. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that I mean actually being able to deal with difficult situations and relationships without losing it or blaming others or yourself. This is Shira Gura, and I believe that choosing to get unstuck from the emotional situations that control you is the most empowering way to live. Unfortunately, while getting stuck is a natural human tendency that happens to all of us, most people don't know how to get unstuck, and that's because they never learned how or they weren't given the proper tools to do so. The truth is, being emotionally equipped is something you actually need to learn if you want to free yourself from the emotions that keep you stuck in place so that you can move forward towards creating the life you actually want to live. And that's what this podcast is all about. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I just came off of a three-day retreat that I would like to share with you about on this episode. But before I do, I want to share with you two other things. On last week's episode, I spoke about the concept of shame, and I received a lot of great responses to it. One of them came from a listener named Rita from New York City, who shared with me a recent story, and she gave me permission to share that story on my podcast. So the short story is that Rita got mad at herself after having gone out to dinner with a group of friends, all of whom ordered drinks, like vodka, that cost a lot of money. And Rita doesn't drink, so she just ordered a Coke. And then what happened was the bill came and one of the women said, let's just, you know, divide it up by four. And what happened was she felt suddenly ashamed. Why? Because she didn't speak up for herself. Rita went on to explain to me that this has been a problem of hers for as long as she can remember regarding obsessing about what to do and what to say. And she said that that comes from a place of wanting people to like her But at the end of the day, when she does this, she feels taken advantage of. She wrote that the bottom line is she knows she shouldn't blame her friends and she should just figure out a way to see what role she played in that story and that she is the one who needs to change. But she says she feels stuck. She wrote, sometimes when traits have been there for so long, I find it hard to change. So Rita, thank you so much for sharing that story with me. And I want to tell you that I get it. I know that feeling really well. And I've been in situations like that before. And I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing that with me and also in allowing me to share that with the podcast listeners. Now, in regards to feeling stuck, I have something for you. And that is to invite you to my next workshop in July. And that leads me to the second thing that I wanted to share with you, which is that this past Sunday, I led my first online workshop in a long time. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you will know that I'm committed to offering one workshop a month for the coming year. And so we started it off this past Sunday, and it was great. It was great to not only be with the members of my membership community, the Living Deliberately Circle, but also to meet many new faces who I know have been listening to my podcast for a while, but we never connected yet. 
And that's exactly what the purpose of my workshops is. It's to have that opportunity to meet one another and to learn together and to practice together this work of getting unstuck and getting clear and living deliberately. Everyone who came to the workshop left with a paradigm shift in how they were looking at their lives and what it is they want to focus on over the next 90 days. Because as I explained in the workshop, when it comes to creating change, you really can do it in one of two ways. Either you can try to take on absolutely everything that you want to change in your life all at once, but if you do that, you're likely not going to get very far. Or you can focus on one thing at a time, but really commit to that one thing and really show up as the person who can create whatever it is that you want to create in your life consistently, every day, even moment to moment. And that is the way that real change happens because change doesn't happen from like a one-time decision, you know, like I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to be a better parent or partner or coworker. Instead, it comes from consistently showing up as the person that you want to be and then getting unstuck when you don't want to be that person or when you just feel like you want to be lazy about it or when you fall off track. Anyway, That was the essence of the workshop and we did some artwork and it was just great. So I am already planning for my next workshop in July. And if you're on my newsletter, you will be receiving information about that workshop soon. So please watch out for that email. Okay, so now back to the retreat that I want to share with you all about. So as I mentioned earlier, I participated on a three-day silent meditation retreat here in Israel. By the way, I went alone. I didn't go with my husband or any friends. I just went on my own. And the reason that I decided to go on this retreat in the first place is because I felt like I needed a reset. If you've been following this podcast over the past year or so, you will know that I was working really hard for many, many months on putting together an online course, which ultimately turned into my group coaching program, Emotionally Equipped for Life. While I've already written two books on the work that I do with Getting Unstuck, I wanted to create a course, which is so very different than either of my books, because it's the course that really walks you through the foundational teachings of my work around emotional well-being, and it offers exercises that are specific to you in your life, and it teaches you life skills that you need to really practice and cultivate in order to use the tools that I created. Anyway, for some reason, I thought putting together a course would be so much easier than it actually was. It was hard. It was actually more difficult than writing both of my books combined. And for whatever reason, I think it was really one of the hardest things I've ever done. Anyway, long story short is to say that I worked my butt off this past year. I really did. And now that the course is up and available to anyone who is ready to go on this journey with me, I just felt like I wanted to gift myself a getaway. And I also wanted to do something as a way to acknowledge myself for the hard work that I put in this year. So I'm on a high still from this retreat, even though several days have already passed. I feel calm, I feel rejuvenated, I feel like I have more energy than I've had in a long time, 
I feel focused on what my plan is in terms of caring for myself and getting back to myself. And I guess what I want to share with you on this podcast is to encourage you to consider gifting yourself a retreat in the coming year. Now, if you're new to retreats, I will tell you there are lots of kinds of retreats that you can attend. You can go on a solo retreat, for example. I've done this a couple of times in the past few years where I simply rent out an apartment or an Airbnb somewhere, you know, not too far from my home, and I just spend one or two nights alone. For those of you who are busy with juggling family and work and community and all of that, doing something like this can be one of the best gifts you ever give yourself. When you go on a solo retreat, you can make your own schedule, you can wake up when you want, you can eat what you want, when you want, and you really have no obligations. And if you commit to not using your phone or you know the computer, it'll be really quiet. And that quiet might be something that you're not even used to, but there's so much power in the silence, even if it does feel uncomfortable. Because when you get quiet, that's when you start to actually notice more of the noise that's been inside of your head. But maybe you've just been too busy to really attend to that. And it's in that space that you create for yourself that you can really start to get unstuck and clean up what is inside of your mind. Now, while going on a solo retreat is something I love to do personally, I know it's not for everyone, both because some people just have a hard time or don't enjoy being by themselves, or because they feel like they need more structure to the experience. And that's where organized retreats really come into play. And like I said, there are endless kinds of retreats you can attend. You can attend meditation retreats, yoga retreats, tai chi or qigong retreats, mindful eating retreats, singing retreats, religious retreats, right? I mean, I could just go on and on, right? You could just go onto Google and search for retreats in your area, and I bet that you'll find lots of different things that either suit you and probably that are in close proximity to you. So the retreat that I attended, I guess could be described as like alternatively religious and also that incorporated mindfulness meditation. It was alternatively religious because instead of like traditional prayer, they offered chanting each morning. And this is actually what I love to do. And I even compose my own tunes as a hobby. And it was a mindfulness meditation retreat and the fact that the foundation for the retreat was based on silence. So the schedule kind of looked like, you know, we would sit for 40 minutes in silence and then we would get up and do about 30 minutes of a mindful walking. And then we would sit again for 40 minutes and then we would get up and do mindful walking. And then we would sit again and then we would have lunch and then we would just do the same thing again in the afternoon until dinner time. It was actually a lot of sitting. And I know that that's not for everyone. And I will be honest, at times it even felt a little bit much for me. But I know the purpose behind it. I understand the value and the reasoning for why these kinds of retreats are created. And it's exactly what I mentioned earlier. It's in the sense that when you get quiet and you really kind of settle in and settle down into the experience, you become much more self-aware. 
self-aware of all of the thoughts running around in your head, the opinions, the judgments about yourself, about other people. And those thoughts become really loud and then that's where the work comes in. So a lot of people who are unfamiliar with meditation think that the purpose of meditation is actually to empty your mind or it's about, you know, getting calm. But it's really not about that. It's it's really not that at all. What it is, again, it's a it's a sense of waking up, of noticing, of really really seeing who you are being in the world. And from that place of awareness, deciding, making a choice, if that's who you want to continue being in the world or if you want to make a change. So for example, on this retreat, when it was time for lunch and the food was you know, placed out on the main table for us to come and take, kind of like buffet style, what I noticed was me kind of rushing to the table you know, to be one of the first people to take food, not because I was so hungry, but because probably I was stuck on fear that if I wasn't going to be one of the first people to take food, all of the food would be gone. So that's just an example of something I might not have ever noticed in a regular situation because, you know, you're distracted by the people and by the sounds and by the talking and the conversations. But because it was silent, I was able to notice the thoughts in my mind. And here, I'll give you another example also related to food, which was just basically waking up to notice how quickly I eat. My God, do I eat quickly. You know what I realized? That I probably eat most of my meals in like a matter of minutes. And so I noticed that. And it was such an opportunity for me to choose to eat slowly because I noticed I didn't want to be a person who was finishing their meal within three minutes. So I deliberately slowed down and I put my fork down in between bites. And I really practiced being in the moment and being calm and being grateful and even being joyful while I was eating. This is why going on retreats is one of the most life transforming things you can do for yourself. Going on retreats has the potential to create a shift in you that can literally last a lifetime. And this is why I not only go on retreats as a participant, but I also lead retreats. The truth of the matter is I haven't led a retreat since COVID started about two years ago. It was just way too tenuous to try to put something together, knowing all of the possible obstacles along the way, including cancellations, right, due to people getting sick. And while we're not quite out of the woods just yet regarding COVID, I am ready to come back and start leading my Living Deliberately retreats once again. The retreats that I lead take place mostly in silence, but it's not completely in silence. But it's different from the retreat that I just participated in, in terms of we don't sit for 40 minutes at a time. Instead, I see my retreats offering more of an integrated kind of into life approach to mindfulness. And by that, I mean, we have more activities besides the sitting that incorporate that mindfulness aspect like artwork and gentle body movement like yoga. And we even do dance and we have more music and we do all of this within the silence. 
On the retreat I just attended, we actually were dissuaded from journaling or reading, but on my retreats, I actually encouraged the journaling. And of course, what would a retreat be with me without having some getting unstuck coaching take place, which we do every afternoon. So like I said in the beginning, all retreats are wonderful. And I am incredibly grateful to the teachers who led this past retreat that I was on. And I will likely continue to attend their retreats in the future when I feel that time is calling me for, you know, a need to get away. So what I'd like to leave you with now is a consideration. I would like to invite you to consider taking yourself on a retreat this year. Remember, that could look like going somewhere on your own. It can look like going to some far off destination. And it could also look like participating in something that's nearby. What's most important is that you find something that speaks to you. Find out who's leading the retreat and make sure that you resonate with that person. Check out the retreat schedule and see if the schedule looks like something that you would like to participate in. Find out if you're allowed to veer off from the schedule or are you expected to really stick with it and you know be with the group the entire time. I am a big, big proponent of retreats and I cannot recommend them to you even more. Like I said, we're not quite out of the woods yet with COVID, but going back to leading retreats is not only on my radar, it's like one of the most important things right now on my mind. And I would actually like to organize a retreat this coming fall in Israel and then a retreat in the United States in 2023. I don't know where I'm going to lead either of those retreats right now. I don't know how big or how small either of them are going to be, but I am committed to figuring that out so that I can make that happen. If you are listening to this episode and you would like to join me on either of those retreats, or if you are familiar with different retreat venues that would suit, you know, the kind of retreat that I want to lead, I would be so grateful if you would contact me. You know, retreats can take place in traditional retreat centers, but they can also take place in someone's home if there is sufficient space. And at this point, I am open to all ideas and suggestions and leads from you. So please do be in touch either via email from my website, shiragura.com, or send me a private message on Instagram to share your thoughts with me. And if you and I have not yet met, it would be amazing to meet you one day and retreat with you. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. If you enjoyed this episode, you will love my group coaching program, Emotionally Equipped for Life. The truth is, this is not just a program. It's a community. A community of people who are living deliberately as they create new habits, reach for their goals, and get stuff done because they know they can handle anything. For more details, visit my website, shiragura.com forward slash enroll. I would love to invite you into my circle.